0: She just presses a button and the whole thing collapses.
1: A day hasn't gone by that Jim hasn't made me laugh. I have some good news.
2: We finally made it to the national championship game.
1: You're such a good
2: pooch.
1: Okay, daddy's home. Everybody make a big deal.
2: Wow! What are you doing?
1: Making sure they don't have boyfriends till they're 15.
2: You don't have to give up romance just because you're married to Jim.
0: How much do you love me right now? Is it's gone. What are, you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Come on. That is not paid for by them. Yeah, that is paid for by the people of Detroit. You might be qualified enough. You know? I'm not qualified for this job. Let me tell you something. You want to go right now? Okay. You want to go right now? Hey, kids! It's your old pal ML Elric, welcoming you to 2024, where we've had some. Incredible developments already. Uh, I know Mark Fellhauer's year started off right, and so those of us who hate watched the game yesterday what? are not looking forward to what's about to happen. This show, which is a recap of Michigan's ascension, and we are going to be tipping our cap to uh, to Jim Harbaugh and the boys hey, from Ann Arbor uh, as our intro and our room seven six zero nine uh, play. Uh, this 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 day suggest Um, Sean is dialing in from LA where he is under the weather because he was in in Dallas for a late game and then he was in Pasadena for a late game so we appreciate him rising to the occasion and we'll find out what sort of crimes were committed in his rental vehicle so there's a lot to look forward to there. And we have to thank Erica Erickson. If you missed the last couple shows of 2023, Erica was our special guest. She's fantastic, and we look forward to having her back on the show again soon. And I also want to let you know over the holiday, we got together with intern Al and set up our Patreon. So if you go to Patreon and look for ML Soul of Detroit, you can sign up to support this show financially. We are working the bugs out, so I want to apologize in advance for any hiccups that we run into. But uh, but we would appreciate it if you could uh, become a sponsor of this show because you're the most important part of the show after me, frankly. Because <laughs> Sean will tell you in a minute that it's it's what? all about me. But uh, but uh, we would love to we would love to have you as part of our crew, and we have. An old friend is back on the show as well. Uh, Dr. Yaldo, we are pleased to welcome longtime Red Shovel sponsor, the Yaldo Eye Center, to Soul of Detroit. Dr. Yaldo provided many thousands of Michiganders with state-of-the-art eye procedures, giving them precise vision, both near and far, without the need for glasses, contacts, or reading glasses, Go to yaldoicenter.com and schedule your free evaluation. A little later in the show, I'll tell you about my experience with LASIK and why I recommend it so highly. And we're also sponsored by another gentleman who sponsors the Red Shovel Network and has been a supporter of this show for many years. That's Luke Nowacki and Pinnacle Wealth Strategies. We'll tell you how Luke can help you set yourself up for a secure financial future. That'll be a little bit later on the show because I've been talking for a long time, but I know that Mark has got to be bursting at the seams to talk about his Michigan Wolverines. It sure looked like the Wolverines knew what play Alabama was going to call in the last one, but I really don't think...
2: Everybody knew that Jalen Milrow was going to run that ball.
0: Yeah, I really don't think Connor Stallions helped them win in overtime. No, but
2: I I will say, I don't know if you saw the post-game interview with with, uh, Blake... Like Gorm on the no, field? No, no. Or did you oh, turn I did. Off? I did. I swear to God, the guy standing behind him looked just like Connor So I'm like, God, that would have been great. That would have been just great if he was on the field.
0: Well, if they have the same team investigating his presence that they have in Mount Pleasant, it'll be another year before we find out whether he was actually on the sidelines. So uh, yeah. So don't hold your breath, folks. But I- I'll tell you, I- I, uh, that game had a lot of big pendulum swings, and in the second half, it looked like Michigan could do nothing until Milrow fumbled, and then it looked like Alabama could do nothing, and when Michigan tied it up, I, I turned to Teresa and some of our friends who were watching the game, and I said, Michigan's going to win, and yeah. and mm-hmm. and they did. It was uh, a pretty impressive finish to a game that had lots of lots of gaffes, uh, lots of big plays, and um, Boy, that, oh boy. That, that
2: was really the biggest surprise. Is, you know, I've said it all year, and Sean, you can probably attest to this. I was like, Michigan doesn't beat themselves. They don't make mistakes. <laughs> oh, no boy. They made up for it last night. Missed extra point. Um,
0: missed field goal. Almost had a pick to start the game. Oh, I know. Two um, fumbles on kicks. Yeah. Holy
2: shit. Yeah, so, I mean, it was very uncharacteristic, but, you know, that'll I guess that'll happen on a big stage. But other than that, it's like, it's a good team. I felt like they were just very. I was telling Sean before the show. I was really getting pissed off because everybody was acting like Michigan didn't stand a chance, and here they are, the number one team in the nation with you know a pretty good year behind them. The last four games are tough wins, and yet everyone, because it says Alabama across their chest, just. I mean, you laughed at me when I said I'd rather play Alabama than Texas.
0: Um. Yeah. No. I. I think. I think Alabama could have and should have won that game, and and they just didn't. They should have. Yeah. No, I think they should have. I think that Milro fumble, they were running they get, the table. They didn't get any points off that fumble. Remember, that was the missed field goal drive. No, I know, but after after that fumble, it really seemed to ignite Michigan. Michigan just seemed like they were in a funk and after that fumble, holy crap, they just they took over because they were they they, they were not impressive in the second half until they had that turnover and it just it was like a shot of adrenaline. And from that point on it was you know, Katie barred the door. They were Michigan was coming, and and some of the deep. You know, for the vaunted Alabama defense, they're leaving guys wide. And oh, okay. So let me back up. Let, <laughs> let me let me back I up. I
2: love seeing this through the perspective of someone who is not emotionally
1: invested. Who What's who that? Doesn't know anything about football.
0: Well, <laughs> well, the, the other thing is, uh, uh big, big credit to uh, Jim Harbaugh for that fourth and two call. Holy shit! Deep in their own end. What a gutsy call. And shame on Alabama for turning into a big ripper like that. That was insane. I don't think
2: that was that amazing of a call. They had no choice but to go for it there. I don't care if they had three timeouts. They couldn't stop Alabama's run.
1: Yeah, because despite what Mike said, Alabama was still running the ball. Yeah. Michigan just tightened up in the red zone. I'm talking about the second half, right? Yes. uh, It was a great game. It's a great setting. A B-1 bomber flew over the stadium for a That was sweet. Or uh, yeah, you don't get to see the flying the flying wing very often.
0: That's why they and call it a nice. stealth plane, the, uh, Sean.
1: The mountains are there, the oceans there. Yeah, no, it's it's great. But we probably ought to talk about. And by the way, I'm I'm back in LA, back at the scene of the crime. It's the very same hotel. <laughs> I might point out uh, where the mysterious jacket appeared.
2: <laughs> is it still so, is it still in the lost that? and found at the hotel? Yeah. Yeah, no one it, went it to claim be. it,
1: but I do have a question for you guys. If I, if I may, if we may back yes, up, yes, please, keeper, keeper,
2: that's how it works. Yeah, if we, if we,
1: uh, just can back up in time a little bit because we haven't talked in a bit. Sorry about the voice here. But we well, just we were let's, just
0: together the day after Christmas. What do you mean? It's been a that's while.
1: That's true. That's true. But speaking of uh, speaking of the holidays and Christmas, and 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 let's keep let's keep in the football vein here. Christmas Eve, the Lions clinch. Mm-hmm. I don't think we've talked about this, have we? No.
0: Well, I I, I don't know anything about football, so I, I'm just going to dip oh. out of this conversation.
1: Yeah, I was just having a little fun, Mister uh, Mister Sensitive.
0: Well, I, but, need uh, I remind <laughs> you? Need I remind you that in the uh, in the late '90s. In the Chicago Sport and Social Club coed touch football league, they're still telling stories about my accomplishments on the field.
1: Well, well, I'm sure I'm sure you've got good natural speed. You got a nice stride. You got a lot of natural, let's face it, beauty. And I'm sure that's distracting <laughs> when you're in a touch football game. So, no, I can see how you'd be an effective player for sure. You got that nice mane up on top. At least back in those days, it was probably just dis- luxurious. It's, it's,
0: it's hard to, to see that. with the helmet.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Because some of those women were tough. I had to protect <laughs> no, myself. No, no, no. In all, in all seriousness,
1: you were talking about Alabama or Michigan taking off to the fumble. They had one drive in the second half, and it was mostly of desperation. I mean, yeah. you know what I mean? So that's all. I was just gigging there for spending more time talking when you were watching the game probably than watching the game. Of course, you know. Of course, you got to entertain your guests,
0: right? So no, Teresa was telling a friend of ours about Outlander the whole time. I'm like, well, I'm glad we got together to watch the game, so we can talk about a uh, 17th century Scottish rape fantasy show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, that explains your recap. But uh, that sounds like fun, though, in a way. She probably watched more game than my
2: wife did. So I, I don't know what Julie did during the game. I watched it with the girls and. um finally swore in front of charlotte after nine years particularly on the football oh, by samaj morgan on the on the uh, pun i just went shit shit and then i went oh sorry sorry
1: about that <laughs> just, like, just a couple uh, shits. it's better that she sees daddy's uh you know passions and what that does to him
2: well right. you know what? that's funny you say because they're you know, i try to be very un- i think i am fairly unemotional until it comes to football when it comes to football games I'm probably overly emotional and that's kind of why I like it cuz I'm never that way so she gets to see that passion you're right yeah i don't th- know hey, i don't yeah, know, I don't know one, if she, uh, she didn't did, like it though when i picked her up uh when we won cuz i was so excited i ripped my jersey off and picked her up and bench pressed her like that a couple times and I picked up the 5 year old
1: yeah <laughs> that wasn't her that wasn't her thing eh no i think it's cuz i scared her more than anything i'm surprised you didn't pick mike up that would have If he was there, I would have. I, I could have picked up
2: anybody that was in that room. I was so pumped with uh, adrenaline.
0: It was like uh, Bruce Banner trying to get that. Um, those. Uh, what, what did he do with the radioactive shit to be the Hulk? Hulk? Yeah. He, uh, gamma rays. He was looking for gamma <laughs> ray strength, <laughs> but he never got it. He never did get it.
2: No, uh, but I'm, I'm intrigued, you know, from ML's perspective, like watching that game. When you're not as emotionally involved, like, uh, except from like you said, hate watching it because you just hate both schools. Um, did you see that as a good game or was that a sloppy game? Cause I just think of both mistakes, you know, the both teams made a lot of mistakes.
0: So it, it was a sloppy game, but it was close. And, and I did feel like the pendulum swung there. There were real momentum shifts. At least that's what it felt like to me in my basement where I neither cursed nor exercised with children, but it was, it was a fun game to watch. And it was one of those where obviously I was rooting for the Spartan coach on the sideline, but I, were you really were you really rooting for Alabama? Yeah. Was, Why? I wasn't rooting for Alabama. I just didn't want Michigan to win. So by default I had to I don't I don't understand that. You don't want me to be happy? I do want you to be happy, but you have a full life. Your life doesn't revolve around what a bunch of overpaid guys do on a Saturday when they're not uh carrying guns around and speeding through neighborhoods or getting their ass kicked in tunnels. Oh, I
2: know that, but I just told you it's the one very unemotional thing that I can Really grab onto, or very emotional thing. Sorry, emotional thing I can grab onto.
0: Well, may I suggest the arts? Perhaps a little sculpting or something, or you could uh, no. go to a poetry slam. And uh, this is my art. Football is my art.
2: Okay, I well, love it's, it. It's
0: it's uh, it's an interesting, Are uh, you a, a really? violent ground acquisition game. Well,
2: to that point, why root
0: against a school that isn't yours? Because Michigan's the the uh, the college football dynamic in the state of michigan is a seesaw and when one is up the other one is down and right now we're down the wolverines are up and it's going to be hard for us to rise as long as the wolverines are doing well now you could argue if you wanted to take the long view that the best thing that could possibly happen in the uh, short term for spartan football is that jim harbaugh wins a national championship and leaves because I think that would that would put Michigan at a disadvantage, not only in replacing him, although I guess they'd be stuck with Sharon Moore, or they would yeah, not, not ba- stuck not, with not but, a bad guy to be stuck yeah, with. Yeah, but they yeah. they'd have they'd have an in house candidate that they couldn't they couldn't uh, refuse. But I think that would be uh, in Michigan State's best interest. But I just I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I don't like the way he conducts himself. I don't like the fact that this team that is so good has been operating under a cloud because he's done this. These things that that frankly, I don't think this team needed to win, despite all this eleventh-hour uh, talk about. Hey, have you noticed JJ McCarthy's statistics have gone down <laughs> since? Yeah, and so did the quality of their opponents. It went through the roof. Yeah. So I mean, this is there's some false equivalency going on here. But I don't like it when the coach gets in the way. I was done with Jim Schwartz when he threw that flag that cost the Lions a game. Like I don't think a Houston, coach yeah. should ever cost a, a team a game by something he did. Because he couldn't control himself, but uh, well, but listen, let, let me, Jim Jim Harbaugh is also the guy who got them here, so you can't you can't take anything away from him. And in room seven, six, or nine, I will be doing my own tribute to Jim Harbaugh. So stick <laughs> around for that, even if well, you don't like new wave music. Let, 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 I want to ask Sean this. Um, oh, the other coach yes. I got to criticize. Uh, so so back. So it was a good game. I I watched Houston. Uh, no, excuse me, the Texans or Texas and Washington, uh, yeah. and Washington. Michael Penix, by the way, is there anywhere he can't drop a bomb, a ball? You talk about the B one bomber. This guy is a precision bomber, and the Washington receivers, if it touches <laughs> them, they, they don't, they don't drop it. It's unbelievable. But Kalen DeBoer, at the end of the game, almost him the game by running that running back into the line over and over again. First of all, he's can't like a loaf of bread, and second of all, can you come up with something that's going to chew up a little more clock? Why would you? Not have Penix just do something with that's it. That,
2: the, hey, that's the nature of coaching those, to be ultra-conservative in a situation like that.
0: But to me, I don't let anybody else touch the ball. That's ultra-conservative. Sure. That was a fantastic game, depending on how you define the game. The defenses didn't stop anybody. So if you love defense, it's a terrible game. But if you like games that are full of tension and where every play seems to matter, fantastic game. And Michigan-Washington... The only thing missing from that Two game, Big Ten teams, is it not being played in the Rose Bowl, which would bring yeah. back some classic matchups. So I thought both games were fantastic. I think Florida State still have a beef. You can't you can't talk about that game against uh, against Georgia where the JV for the Seminoles yeah. played, but um, but wow, I'll I'll tell you what that was some good TV on a, on a Monday night.
2: I wanted to ask Sean uh, yeah, this Sean was question. gonna take us back to Dallas. 2nd we'll, we'll some get point. back to Dallas yeah. in a second. I mean this is Michigan's hour. No, I'm just kidding. But No, Sean, it is the hour. So, this is so the Wolverine's you, hour. This is they should be they should be reveling in this. You don't like Harbaugh. And I've admitted that he he's a very weird guy. He does a lot of weird things. I like him a lot more when he's winning. But Sean, is there a lot of similarity here between him and say um Lloyd and maybe D'Antonio and how they're perceived outside the program as opposed to inside the program because I've never seen a coach like Harbaugh talk about how much he quote loves his players like there's a genuine like man love there um and how he always puts the players forth and then they say the same thing that's a really it's a little weird but I've, I've never seen a coach do that do you do you agree with that
1: Sean? I don't think it's weird. Why do we need to say man love? I can't just say love. Well, because I don't be think he's romantically in love with them. Be comfortable with yourself and just say love. He loves his players. Well, because man love
0: boy back. love has some negative contra- connotations. That's yeah.
1: I mean, he is. Yeah.
0: They're gladiators think, out there. Uh, they are
1: stupid. athletes. are uh, and, and really, and Lloyd Carr, Lloyd Carr was really close with his guys. Yeah, I but know. I mean the
2: perception outwards, and, and I think the same. I th- always thought Dantonio was perceived by the opposing uh, fan base as Lloyd was, where it's just this angry, gruff guy outwardly, but inwardly, people really, you know, loved him and respected him.
1: Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah,
2: Lloyd and Dantonio. What about Woody had Hayes? Had, had
0: to be the same thing for Woody, right? Everybody hated yeah. Woody unless you were a Buckeye. Yeah, maybe that's and just the a nature. psychopath.
1: Maybe the nature of a head coach. It, but you know, it's interesting you say Antonio and Carr because they, there were definitely some similarities there, not in political. Interestingly enough, not yeah. in political yeah. view or sort of world, world view, but uh, but just the way yeah the way they carry themselves, the way they related. They were both beloved by their players. Sense of humor. And, uh, they both had really good drive, sense of humor, and you, you're right that they kind of kept tucked away. You know, I don't know that Harbaugh thinks. Uh, I don't know that he thinks like that. He he's he, he can't he can't help himself. He's just so publicly authentic. You know what I mean? He he just doesn't hide anything. So it's, he doesn't uh, it's hide anything. The guy
0: got suspended for three games for lying. He hides a lot of he,
1: shit. No, but he 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 swears up and down he was telling the truth. Whatever. I mean, I'm just he can't help but be himself. You know, you, you people think he's eccentric or quirky. Those are euphemisms or. Or, uh, you know, or weird or odd or whatever, perhaps uh, somewhere, you know, right? I don't want to speculate about health issues, but but I think we know what we're talking about. It, it's, and, and people think that because he doesn't hide who he is. He, he doesn't try to come off as a certain way. He can't help it. He can only be that way. He's well, not one of these human beings that can they can be other other ways. Well, he can be one way.
2: He did something, um, and I think sometimes we forget how good of an X's and O's coach he is, but he did something yesterday I wasn't so sure he could do, and that was uh, out-coach Nick Saban. I really think they had a much better game plan, especially that first offensive drive, I, the first touchdown um, that the offense had for Michigan. There was like five plays out of formations that I've never seen them run this whole year. I mean, they had... A very different way to attack Alabama than I thought they would.
1: Yeah, the counter toss flip back to uh, I think it was quorum. Yeah. Well, and uh, right, I'll, yeah. I'll, How about this? You how, know, he, how many times he did? did he, yeah. Well, you get a month off. You want to be a little more inventive. I, I don't know that our readers want to. Uh, or, excuse me, listeners. Uh, I'm sorry, newspaper guy. I I don't think our listeners necessarily want a an X and O breakdown, but uh, they might. They might want to opine and or maybe hear y'all's opinion on this. So we're talking football. We're going to go, just just, just bear with me just for one second. We're going to go back we always do. a little bit to Christmas Eve. Yes, there we go. Thank we're, you. We're going to stay in football. Yeah, let's get back to Christmas Eve. So I'm on a plane uh, in Minneapolis. Uh-oh, here we go. To, to come home. And the Lions, the Lions, no, I, I want you alls take on this. The Lions are, um, they've just clinched The the division, for the first time in 30 years, the plane is full of Lions fans, Lions jerseys. The steward, the flight attendant, Mm -hmm. is wearing a Santa hat. Gets on the plane and says something about the Lions. The plane erupts. Mm -hmm. And uh, then she said, hey, I want to send a selfie to my dad. So she has the whole place. So this is the kind of convivial, jovial holiday spirit. You know, it's 8 o'clock at night on Christmas Eve. Everybody's trying to get home to their families. The Lions have just done this historical thing. So I'm sitting in an exit row. Uh, aisle. And the guy across from me, and we're just behind the Delta. I'm on Delta. And it's just behind Delta Comfort. And, you know, if you have status, you can have access to getting free bump-ups or upgrades, whatever you want to call them. And, um, you know, I, I didn't get one. I, I have a little bit of status. I'm in the exit row in the aisle. A guy right across from me stops the flight attendant. This fun-loving flight attendant says, uh, excuse me, but I saw a pilot sitting in Delta Comfort. Those seats are for paying customers. That is outrageous! To be sitting there, I'm a platinum member. That should be my seat. Oh my god! And I want. Uh, and I and I and I just want to make a complaint with Delta. This is Christmas Eve. With That's... flight attendants and Santa hats, uh,
2: what do and you the Lions
1: you? the Lions have just done this. So, would you say? Would you? What? What do y'all think of this? this uh this i i couldn't believe it it was everything i could do not to not to say anything would y'all say anything when you are out in public and you hear that kind of level of douchebaggery and entitlement do you do you say something or do you uh, bite your tongue
2: oh i buy my tongue because you never know what that person what kind of miserable uh, experience they must be going through to be that kind of an asshole but w- what i mean
1: be nice if they would show a little empathy what does
2: he want the flight attendant to do
1: about it it's not her call I, I don't know and i'm also thinking you know hey these pilots they, they 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 fly us around five six miles up in the air and get us to where we need to go and a minor it's a minor miracle every time it works yeah maybe they maybe so but so so they have a little extra leg room i
2: uh, who cares i mean this guy obviously has a problem because he's so platinum
0: yeah, I, yeah. I, I kind of have a rule that uh, I don't beef with a pilot until the plane lands. I don't want to get these guys in a bad mood or if they're well, like, well, look, we're look, having a problem. We're out of parachutes. We're one short. Uh, this guy is bitching at me up in Delta Comfort. Well, let, Let's give him a backpack and send him out. Look well, no at it this
2: way. You, now there's a pilot on board, too, in case something does happen. That guy's closer to the cockpit. So Unless
0: his name's Frank yeah. Abignale. then you're in trouble.
2: But, you know, that is an issue. <laughs> it's is Christmas Eve. Just shut up. Just take, take stock in what's going on in your life I know I would I was just
1: thinking about it maybe maybe the poor guy had just gone through something awful right you always want to try to extend that grace but I sure. was just thinking about yeah the the moment and just what what you're right to your point what must somebody be going through to, to not be able to to revel in that yeah in, they're, they're in any in any way
2: they're either just a miserable human being right all the time or maybe they're going i don't know maybe they're on a bereavement flight i don't know and they're just being salty who knows
1: yeah no for sure you're, you're right you you don't you don't know you do, you do you ever do you ever read infinite Jest or anything by david foster wallace I, he, uh,
2: very very much so yes where this are we, is where water. we, where are we like, going this? with this this is water no i get it what's that this is water his commencement speech about empathy yeah right yeah. the commencement
1: uh-huh. yeah, exactly that always that, I'm, I'm, that was one of the, the more poignant things I think probably ever came out of his brain. That oh, complicated yeah. brain of his, yeah. right. Oh yeah. He's and, and he was in his example, if I'm not mistaken, was when you're on the road and somebody mm-hmm. cuts you off yep, yeah. or takes a parking spot or does whatever. And your instant reaction is just, just rage because it's very human, but you have no idea if they're coming from uh hospice. Exactly.
2: That's why I saved my rage for college and pro football. And that's why I'm very mad at the official in Dallas last week. Still,
0: yeah. Well, before, we so Dallas, before we get to Dallas, before tell what was it like in Pasadena? I mean, were there more Wolverine fans there than
1: a little bit
0: than uh, I, uh, Crimson you know, Tide well, fans? Was I, Bob, I hear Bob, the press Bob box was out. like a was like a, a, for a quarantine? Yeah, I mean, it was a, a fever raging through there.
1: Yeah, Bob. Yeah, right. It's been going around. Uh, same with Dallas. Um, some of the Detroit media. Yeah, I just think there's a lot of that going around. Bob Wanowski tweeted out during the game yesterday that the crowd was. He thought the crowd was. I don't know what did he say. Sixty-five, forty-five. I don't think it was. Or six sixty-five, thirty-five, maybe. Or even, but I don't think it was that. I, it was, it was. There were definitely more Michigan fans, but not by a lot. Fifty-five, forty-five at most. Yeah. Yeah, they were saying you know, on the broadcast sixty forty. Mm-hmm. It's funny because there were some folks in the press box, and they were shocked that how I many Alabama fans were there. I'm like, what? why? Yeah. <laughs> Alabama well, travels. The, the Ohio State and Alabama probably travel like no other two schools, and, except
0: they're spoiled.
1: Well, I think Wisconsin would have an argument there, and I think Michigan it, would too. Well, Michigan, you Michigan travels in part because the alumni base. All I, all I mean, California place, is their yeah. largest alumni base, right? Yeah. So. It's yeah. so a lot of, uh, I mean, Michigan, uh, we don't want to go down this road about in-state tuition and all that, but they they love their out-of-state students.
2: I know um, all three of us have been to the Rose Bowl. I haven't been there in, what, 30 years? I think 80, 88, 89. I don't know, so, God, long, longer than that. Um, and it was nice. I wasn't blown away by it. Everybody talks like, you know, it's this cathedral of, of college. Oh, no, school. it's a beautiful, but is Mark, it's what beautiful What is? Well, I want to ask you, setting. what is it about it, though?
1: It's the setting. I mean, it's it's the an San old gabriel's stadium. Yeah, the, it's, it's especially you know, depending on what side you are. Yeah, but it's in, but it's the setting. It's in this little valley, as you guys know, not yeah. a huge valley. but just kind of a dip. It dips in, and it's the, the stadium itself is beautiful from, the, from from the outside, and then it's just the setting and the way the sun sets on the mountains. The sun setting over mm-hmm. the Pacific. Uh, west, it, it it reflects back on the San Gabriel Mountains, okay. they are just just the east of the stadium. I mean, literally, and it's just it's spectacular. But uh, I was pointing you – know, thinking about the atmosphere. I I would argue that there was more. It, it's this is crazy to say because there was more on the line yesterday in this game when I was there for Michigan State. I I don't know if it's because who knows. I I, I don't. Maybe Mike has some theories, but I, there was actually more buzz. Intention in that Michigan State Stanford Rose Bowl than yesterday, and I, and I don't know if it's because of the history. Does I mean, Michigan State rising up and an underdog story is a better story, or Michigan State fans just feel a certain way? And you know, I mean, they, I don't think they ever, they ever expected to be there. Maybe that was part of it, but um, uh, it, it was weirdly subdued for a little bit yesterday.
0: Well, I mean, was- you got a lot of cake eaters out there, but that stadium is. First of all, it's, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And one of the things that, and I've only been once the, when the Spartans went, when I was a student, I had a bunch of friends who went out there, but I had to go to the paint store because I needed to make some money to pay for the next semester. So I, I missed out on that opportunity. And when it came up in 2014, I made sure I didn't miss out, but it's in a neighborhood. I mean, that's the thing that's amazing. It's, it's this Coliseum and it's you, if you take a wrong turn, you're in a subdivision. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. And, and I love, unlike, unlike the big house, which is also a neighborhood is also a temple. You know I mean? It's also a, a shrine to football and an amazing place to watch a game. If you don't mind the company, but, the the way the Rose Bowl is built is all of the amenities are outside. You have to walk across a bridge to get to the concessions, to get to the food. It's just it's a design like I've never seen oh, I didn't know that. in a stadium. And it's uh, it's just
1: Well, it's, it's not quite, it's, but it's, you, in some parts you do, but yeah. Yeah. I
0: yeah. mean wherever I sat, if you wanted to to do any of that stuff, you actually had to kind of Leave
1: the uh, oh, really? That's the, weird. the the arena yeah, and the. Uh, I'm trying to remember if it's the north or south in zone. Uh, and, and the view is just there, it's there's a, spectacular. There's a little moat, a moat, and there's a bridge. But, but here's the thing, and, uh, and I didn't want to say this, but oh my god, what the heck? We're all human. I'm sure Let's we've go. all been in scenarios like this, but getting in there is difficult. Yeah, it's oh yeah. Neighborhood down. It's just it's you got to allow a lot of time. And yesterday I did. Left downtown LA, I was staying at LAX, but I went to, I, I didn't want press box food and I hadn't been feeling well, so I, I'm going to go to a place and get some chicken noodle soup. So I went to a great old deli in downtown LA, which is kind of on the way to Pasadena. I gave myself three hours to get to the game from downtown LA. Yeah, 11 miles, I, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I walked into the press box. LA, yeah. It was 18 miles, 15, 16 miles, something like that. So not far. So I walked into the press box. A few minutes before the kickoff, so why three hours? Um, the traffic, and they shut down the. I had a parking pass, and they shut down the lot, and <laughs> I didn't even know because I was. You know, we're talking about the stadium being a valley, and I'm up in this neighborhood that's up a little bit, so I, you know, I can't see anything, and I want to make a turn to that. I need to get to this neighborhood to get the stadium. That the cops won't let me, and they say go right instead of left. So I go right, and I come back around and get a different line. And then I sit there, so I'm stopped for at one point for about an hour oh, without moving, God. and there's nowhere to go. I would have lost my mind. Oh, why didn't you, was, why didn't you take the train their, in? People were getting out. Of, yeah, people were getting out of their cars and walking up. There was a lot of confusion. It, it was a, it was just a mess. And and whatever, it happens sometimes. You know, we're human beings, we're messy. But what are you doing when you're sitting there, and you're in a neighborhood? There are no public places around. Uh-oh. And you got to go to the bathroom. Um, and, you, and you have a wonky bladder anyway. What are you doing? You know what I mean? So <laughs>
0: You use the back seat. Well, you usually wait for new wave music to start playing. I was <laughs> I was so
1: fortunate that because I hadn't been feeling great on the way up, I'd stopped at a gas station and got a cup of ice. And uh, <laughs> so I just tossed the ice out and used the cup. Oh, you just peed in the ice. So it wouldn't smell. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. But then there would have been room. You don't want it to overflow. But but anyway, I mean, so that was an experience doing that, trying to get into a game. Nobody's moving. People are frustrated. Okay. Although it was fun to watch. Alabama and Michigan fan. they were both in the lines around me. They were getting out of the cars and trying to help each other. So that was kind of fun to see them hanging out.
2: Well, the reason I asked you about the Rose Bowl is because um, you were talking about Dallas, and Jerry World is one of my least favorite
1: stadiums I've ever been to. I hate it with a passion. I think it's – Love it. Do you
2: what? Lo- what do you love about
1: it? I just like how big and grand it is. I like how when you're in downtown Dallas or just about, and you get up on one of those. You know, the, there are all these mixers we call them in Texas where the interstates kind of east and yeah. west, north south moving. and you have all. So you get you you take these ra- these elevated ramps to go from one to another, one freeway to another, and you get up and you can see the stadium. I know, you know I mean, but I and I
2: never thought I'd feel this way, but the stadium is way too big. I remember and you know, I don't get to sit in the press box, but we had we had okay seats and I felt like I watched that stupid scoreboard more than I watched the field.
1: When you're sitting in those Oh no, seats. it's a, it's a spectacular score, but I like it because you can walk around. I mean, it's just I it's couldn't a cool walk stadium. around though.
2: You, you you could not fully walk around. At least when I went, they had a whole section uh like a VIP section. Uh, roped off, and you couldn't walk around. No, so no, you're... I
1: don't mean walk around the whole thing. But you just you can move around. I like the way it holds noise. Partly too, I'm biased. Cowboys fans are are some of the best in the NFL, Ugh. and I know maybe that you think of them as Michigan fans, but they dress up, man, and not yeah. just in the cowboy boots and all that. But you you just see all these folks and these these great crazy. Sort of get ups and all this paraphernalia hanging off of accoutrement, whatever as Mike would say in his, his francophile uh <laughs> business, but yeah, no, it's I, I think it's a really fun place. Yeah, you,
0: can you have just it. have to remember to watch the players and not the screen because that screen is massive it's and it's too, in it, your face no matter where you are. Yeah. It is. Distracting.
1: Oh, I went, I went to see Mike by the way in that very stadium, if I'm not mistaken, I climbed. It's act like we're we're climbing a mountain, but I went all he was up near the Dr. Pepper sign or somewhere.
0: Yeah, now I know why you were carrying that cup of what I thought was Mountain
1: Dew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You made him laugh. Oh right? that yeah, that was uh yeah. Right, fact, my favorite I said Michigan State was a... still
0: in that game until Sean came to see me and put the whammy on us. Oh so,
1: yeah, they you're right. That that was one of those teams <laughs> was... where and we don't want to talk about how, why it's hard to win at schools like that. But Michigan State was really good in the trenches that year, but didn't have the skill players. They Some didn't years have the they told me had the skill, skill guys, but didn't have the trenches. And it's hard to get both at a school like Alabama, oddly enough, didn't have skill players like they normally do. Yeah. They, you know, they had guys in the trenches, but offensively, I, yeah, it's it's hard to put it all together. Anyway. If we're talking stadiums real quickly, U.S. Bank, where the Vikings play. Oh, that looks badass. That is my favorite. Outside of Lambeau, if you like the history, social field's cool, too, but but in Lambeau, uh, Arrowhead's kind of cool in some way in Kansas City, but U.S. Bank is, is my favorite stadium. Well, what about NRG? And where? <laughs>
2: in Houston, NRG, where the champion, isn't that oh, what it's called? Oh, well, yeah, World. we'll
1: see. The thing I like about U.S. Bank, too, is the the on one half that's, glass at the top yeah. and the skylines the skylines right there the fans are great they do that whole viking horn those people they, they love that team interestingly enough not that i want to go down this road i think one of the reasons here he goes li- listening to uh us a little bit more is because we've been largely apolitical but this so i'm just making an interesting observation
0: so, so you the say, nfl
1: does this hometown heroes they have a vet a veteran or sure. not a of not Come out on the, you know, it's yep. it's part of a U.S. military contract that the NFL has to promote sort of patriotism and the military. Yeah, and it usually gets a, in Detroit and most stadiums I've seen it, it gets a really really loud roar. In Minnesota, it was mm, polite applause. Maybe really, it was inter- it was interesting. Yeah, and I oh, turned a couple of people. Yeah, I know these socialists don't want the patriotism shoved down their throat. I thought that, I thought that was funny, but. That's, i um, i i no i noticed it yeah, it was noticeable it was interesting that's ridiculous so
2: sean let's you, go even though we do know it's paid and, and it's it's a little bit of theater but that's still a person that sacrificed
1: no they they applauded but it just i i, I it just made me wonder if they felt like they were being manipulated or it was propaganda i don't know i just it was weirdly noticeable maybe it was just that one time you know and it hmm. was a, it was christmas uh it was Christmas Eve. Maybe they were distracted. I don't know. But great stadium.
0: What was uh, what was? Let's go back to Dallas for a minute yeah. because you have logged some serious miles going from a late night game in Dallas to uh, I mean five o'clock game in in LA. But it went it went late, and and that's a lot of travel. What was the mood like after the game in Dallas? Did you did you get down in the locker room? Were you there for Campbell's press conference?
1: Yeah, I got in late. I I thought I was, yeah, because of the crazy nature, the the, the nature of the finish. Right, well, a so brutal tricky. deadline, a and we have to, we have to file we have to file the end of the game. Our first column, and then the second column can be a little bit more thoughtful and that kind of thing. But so I walked in. I thought at, at first I was I was confused. I thought, well, sure, I'll be catching the end. But I walked in, and he was walking to the podium. And then I later realized that he was at the podium, and he was so mad he walked away from the podium for a second, then yeah. walked back. Yeah, not like he, not like he was going to leave, but he just couldn't contain him like a big cat, right? He just couldn't. There was couldn't, there, con- there was contain, one little thing so. in
2: that press conference that's like, yeah, it's another reason I really like Dan Campbell is um, when I think it was Dave Burkett that asked the question. It was Dave, yeah, it, and, Dave and, asked and, him why he was frustrated. Yeah, and Dan was like, "Why wouldn't you be?" Free? You know, just kind of went off on of him, but then goes, "I'm sorry about that, Dave." No, because he 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 realizes, yeah, it's wins and losses. They did get
1: royally screwed. I don't, there's. And there's a lot, uh, there's a lot at stake, right? I mean, it's, it's just, uh, I mean, was there, was there that much? Yeah, of course there is. Well, first of all, there's a a second home playoff game. That's all. So that's. Sure. I, I,
2: no, I, I understand with that, but they were locked into the third, no matter what. So you're a little bit of of house uh, money.
1: No, but it's, but I like that he
2: wants to win period. I mean, they won that game. They the Lions won that game the, and got screwed. But by the, the
1: path official. the path is easier to the NFC. Yeah, I mean, no, you know, I know, I they know all that, that. They get that second game. That all of a sudden the NFC championship game isn't really I, that crazy to think about at all. I mean, it, it may not be. Anyway, I just mean but, it uh, wasn't.
2: It wasn't a matter of them making the playoffs or not making the playoffs like in the past. It wasn't a matter of first seed or not. You know, I just
1: no, these guys are so wired and so competitive. To, get to this stage in life, <laughs> you know, Har- I mean, Harbaugh's. Are both similar. I've seen him heated after after uh sure. God, I can't remember. The, I can remember the loss in particular where he was just almost yeah. like he was so mad. Maybe but that Ohio
2: State can't.
0: game, the fourth down.
2: Could be yeah. Uh, twenty six, but well, not twenty six. Was it twenty sixteen? The fourth down. Yes, it yeah, was. With, that's with where spot. it was. It was in sure. Columbus.
1: It was in Columbus. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yep, yep, yep. Well, and they, and they thought fair I got a on fair spot.
0: What's that? I, I said I can understand why he'd be heated. That was that was a call that could have gone other either way that cost him the game. Well, T- tell us what Campbell was like in there. I mean, we could hear him on the radio. I don't know how much of his press conference got broadcast on TV, but was he significantly different than you've ever seen him before? I mean, were you worried yeah, that bit. he might yeah, inflict no, harm little on little someone? I mean, I thought, I thought
1: he was going to pick up a pick oh, that and, ref and throw, throw him right after, and he was like that. From what I understand, it was like that in his Monday press conference yesterday too. Yeah. He, he even got a little testy. He was tired of talking about the end of the game. He said he's got control. What was the phrase, Mark? Controlled fury? Yeah, yeah.
2: Because I mean, and there's nothing. Here's the thing. There's nothing that could happen once the once the penalties calling the penalties called, right? I think the insult is the fact that the pool report and this official just going, yeah, no, number seventy reported number sixty eight didn't, which is just just bullshit and it reminded me that's not what happened when we talked after um because we did a a immediate reaction my my first thought was boy this reminds me a lot of um Galarraga's perfect game yeah and it was just a clear mistake by an official but you remember the reaction of that and maybe this is the difference between baseball and football Jim Joyce was crying admitted he screwed up said he feels really bad for Galarraga and here it's the NFL so they can never Ever admit that they made a flat
0: out mistake and that was a mistake? Well, and do you remember what happened after Jim Joyce admitted it in the next game? Jim Leland sent him out with the lineup lineup card. card, I mean, they they really and I think galaraga and And Joyce wrote a book together. You remember? Yeah, Yeah. I mean, there's a humanity there too, right? Everybody screws up, but just
2: admit when you screw up and the fact that this rev is like, no. No, that's not what happened. Uh, number 70's been reporting the whole game, so he reported again. And, it's like, and the thing that gets me about it is the fact that Dan Campbell says, we told them before the game, if we run a two-point conversion, this is most likely going to be one of the plays. I mean, that, they, they went over that before the
0: game. Should the Lions be faulted at all? Somebody up in the booth... For not catching the announcement where they said number seventy is eligible. I mean, should should somebody have called the coach and said, throw the beanie, through the throw the red flag. I mean, they they called the wrong number, or is it just does it happen so fast that so much uh,
2: fog, I would think, right? I mean that and that's how the old referee messes up because you see Skipper I mean, you can see him looking at Skipper running out while Decker
1: and Sewell are basically in his face, one of them reporting, we know. And the then the Lions, I think, are trying a little bit of gamesmanship there. Not with the referees, but with the the Cowboys.
0: Yeah, that's why they sent three guys out to report, right? 100%, yeah. Which one of them is going to get? But 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 that's why you tell them before the game that we're going to do this. Right. But was there
2: enough time for somebody to catch that that
1: number was called? The ref goes and tells the defense who's reporting too, right?
0: No, I know, so, and yeah. he
2: made that mistake. But ML, that's a good
1: question because usually they
2: reported over the PA, and they did. Know.
0: Bros, I don't know if you've I heard that sound. I didn't bike. hear.
2: I did not hear it on the TV broadcast.
0: So it. So on the ticket, they played the uh, the Dallas um, the Dallas play by play, and you could hear rep- number seventy is eligible. They announced it over the loudspeaker in uh, in AT and T Stadium. So anyone paying attention, heard that 70 was eligible. I wonder if there's somebody up yeah, in the right. Lions, uh, you know, the offensive corner is like, 70, wait, no, 70, no, wait, wait, wait. I mean, or did it happen so fast that there's not time to hit the brakes? I mean, Sean, did it's you hear it when great, you were there? That's a great question. Look, did I hear the the that Skipper was eligible? Yeah, I did. So you heard him say 70 is eligible before the play? Yeah, I did. Yeah. So, what did you think? Did anybody ask Campbell at the press conference like hey, when you you know why not, why know, not call I can't time remember out?
1: if that was I can't remember if that was the press box announcement or the stadium announcement i don't know I'm a little loopy it would make it would make more sense it's Usually you hear at the stadium right yeah uh-huh. you usually here well, they, they did
0: announce it over the pa so when when they when you heard it in the press box that it was 70 and they threw to 68 did you immediately think oh that's coming back or did it not register until no
1: it didn't register because partly because it was hard for me to see that it was 68 at first and then i realized it was decker but but uh, no, it, it did, and the flag was thrown fairly quickly. Yeah. So it was. Was it flown? Was it, it thrown quickly? Because it took if, him forever. If, if it felt like it. Um, I mean, listening to Dan, like they waited a minute. I mean, it was flown, thrown within ten seconds, fifteen seconds, probably at the most. Right. That flag was thrown a lot later than it should have been, though. If it was that obvious of a mistake.
0: Well, if if you're the yeah, ref no, and you knew was, it was, was seventy, you would have noticed right away. It wasn't
1: five six. Yeah, there was a the five-six second. I mean, it's funny how time you think of our perception of time so warped sometimes. But uh, there would yeah, there were definitely a few seconds where the lions were celebrating.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, Mark and I talk about this all the time in in broadcast. You know, what seems like a blink of an eye is an eternity. So like, yeah. fifteen seconds, you know, that's that's a long time. That that's is a long really long time.
1: Yeah, and- I don't know that it was fifteen seconds. I, I bet it was. Eight, nine, ten, somewhere in there.
0: It it felt like it was quite a while at home because I remember Teresa jumping up and down and me being like, Well, I guess the Lions win. But she was losing her mind and the then, oh, yeah. and then no, I'm like admit it. I said were, I were. said, There's a flag that's I, I he's ineligible. See, Which but, I couldn't believe uh, because there's no way there's no way you would throw to a guy who didn't report. There's no way. And Campbell's a tight end, so he plays on the line, so he knows all that
2: shit. Well, I love. It's like the Zapruder film. I mean, every piece of video evidence is getting um, just broken down. You know, from every which angle. And then my two favorites are Skipper when he just goes, "Oh yeah, I didn't say a fucking word." Like just you can read yeah. his mouth. That was like yeah. that's. Pretty, pretty, um, you know, the fact that he said it right away, it's like, yeah, I kind of believe that guy. But the other one is Jared Goff, who, you know how I feel about Goff. I'm just, I think he's a good quarterback and nothing more. But the smarts of him to grab Decker and say, you go report when they're in the huddle shows that he went to report. You wouldn't just make that up. I mean, there's nothing to make up there.
1: That that last, the drive to put him in the position to win the game.
2: Yeah. Goff was great. I know, but it's also the end of a game where the defense gives you a lot of space.
0: Well, let, let me—I I know I don't know anything about football, but let me back up. <laughs> let, let's see. Let's see how my recall is. But didn't Dallas throw an incomplete in their last series, did, which yeah. put forty-five? I mean, you know, it, that that allowed the Lions to get back in the game because they would have burned off so much clock. I, I, I watched. I watch plays like that in the last couple minutes of the game, where where coaches yeah, but, allow. But uh, you just—it just seems so second. stupid. Wait a sec, you
2: just were talking about Washington last night and not letting Penix do something and throw. So well, no,
0: no, the only reason why I don't think no, I didn't want Penix to throw. No, 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 okay. no, I didn't want the ball to leave Penix's hand. That's what I'm saying. When they give it to the running back. Everybody on the line is going to try and strip him. Where Penix can just kind of run into the line with that ball, you know, locked up. And and if there's anybody on the field for Washington who I have faith in, it's a 32 year old quarterback. Sure, you know who who is. Uh, you know if it hadn't been for the guy at LSU would have been my my lights out choice for the oh, Heisman without
2: a doubt yeah
0: but in that case running the ball was absolutely the right move i just wouldn't have let the running back do it and and he got hurt and that cost washington 30 to 45 crucial seconds but with dallas i just couldn't believe they threw and didn't run it and burn some more clock off because i don't know that the lions would have made it to the end if they had to, uh, if they had that much less time, uh, these are just plays that that people who, which is pretty much everybody I understand, who are smarter than me about football, make. <laughs> and I'm wondering what the hell. I, I mean, it's this is this is why I'm I'm kind of down on replay because very rarely does a big game come down to one play. You know, maybe there's one play at the end that, that hurts you, but there's probably a play earlier in the game that helped you and you know, yeah,
2: every play is not done in a vacuum. Every play affects another one, but tell me like last night's Rose Bowl wouldn't have been different if that interception of in the first play of the game doesn't get overturned.
0: Well, all that's right, what I mean. That's like what I mean. Effect. We're all yeah. talking about, we're all talking about the, the, be- the run into the line and overtime. But, but if, if the first play of the game goes differently, we maybe don't get to overtime and we that- don't,
2: that being said, if you go back to the Lions game, uh, Campbell going for it on fourth and goal, I think, from the 4-5 and not kicking the field goal and then in the end of the first half, you know, a lot of people like to say, you kick the field goal there, you won the game. It's like, well, no, not
1: necessarily, because plays will be called differently after that. Well, or Derek Barnes whiffing on Dak Prescott.
2: Yeah. When he I, had him
1: for a safety.
0: I mean, that. <laughs> Yeah. Well I guess uh, you you could also argue that's what's great
2: about the game is so many plays can mean so many different yeah. things. Uh,
1: well for those yeah, people who want to argue wanna break them. as smart as Mike is about football, well, and everything <laughs> really in the world. The man genius
0: wanna... they call me.
1: Yeah, Mr. Genius. I, I like that. Mr. Handsome Genius is probably a little better. <laughs> we don't uh we don't necessarily want to go into breaking down the games, do we?
0: No, but I'm just saying that when you watch these games, everybody oh. talks about these key moments at the end of the game, but there are moments throughout the game sure. that could be crucial. And and if you wanna if you wanna come back to the Wolverines and say they truly are the number one team, that the sign stealing didn't matter, all this other stuff didn't, didn't matter. They made the biggest gaffes in that game and they won that game. I mean, almost a pick to start the game. Two, two, fu- two dropped catches on, uh, on kicks and they won. And if you make mistakes like that and you still win, that's always my argument that if you really are the better team, you can overcome bad calls and you can overcome mistakes if you're truly that much better than the opponents. And as much as it pains me to say it today and every day from here on to the rest of my life and, or until the game is vacated, Michigan was the better <laughs> team on new year's day and truly is the number one team in the country
2: so who are you rooting for on a week from or six days from now on monday
0: oh i'm going for that big penix energy
2: you're the worst after (laughs) what they did to you on your trip to seattle Uh, made you infamous with your surrender cobra or no your your look of despair
0: yeah it was not a slur under cobra it was a look of look of
2: disdain and you're still gonna root for that team that beat up on your spartans two years in a row
0: well, I'll tell you what, after watching uh, that tight end, Wendover, I think it was, he, he owned the Spartans. He could do no wrong in Spartan Stadium, and he's been that way every every game since. You don't know so want your
2: Michigan friends like me to be happy.
0: You have a full life. You have beautiful children. I want it to be full. I'm, gre- I'm greedy. You get to be on this show every week. I think you've got a lot going for you already.
2: I just, I rooted for the Spartans against Alabama.
0: Did just, you? just saying. Yes, because of that very fact. I knew
2: a lot of people that were at the game. It didn't make a difference. I'm not spiteful, right, Sean?
0: No,
1: you're not. You're a beautiful soul.
0: Uh, nobody, particularly on this show, has ever accused me of being a quality human being, so I'm glad to not disappoint once <laughs> no, again. You're, you're,
1: you're a kind, kind man.
0: Sean, uh, b- before we let you uh, get some Ludens, uh, Best experience of the weekend was it in Dallas or was it in um, was it in Pasadena? Pasadena, and I, I know one game ended differently, but the energy of the fans—you've talked about Lions fans, how what a, what a pack they've been, and how they've taken over places. You saw Michigan fans get something that they don't see very often, which is a Rose Bowl victory and a CFP victory. I, I I, think you can argue that Harbaugh has now surpassed Bo Schembechler as one of the best coaches in Michigan history. I think I'd probably put Lloyd Carr up there for the last 75 years, too.
2: But yeah, they both rebuilt the program after some dead years,
0: and they both succeeded where where Beckler never did. They've won the big. No, games. I meant I meant
2: Bo and, and Harbaugh. I mean they they both oh. rebuilt the program after some down years.
0: Sure, sure. Um, maybe they both have the same blind spot for a certain uh, physician, but uh, so I go with Lloyd on that one. But great, you know, great, great games both of them. Which which was the the better experience for you as both? Uh, a professional, and as someone who just appreciates the spectacle.
1: Uh, probably Friday night, uh, the night before the Dallas game. I was in Austin, Texas, at this wild
0: restaurant, wild
1: house with all these uh, green jackets. You know, kind of, yeah, and, and people are walking up, handing beers, and open up little tins with 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 uh, joints. And it's interesting because it's, of course, illegal in Texas, but no, that was, the, and then it was just food so coming weird. off this grill, cooking over oak, scallops, and ribeyes, way to and not stuffed answer stuffed jalapenos. Where,
0: where, where were you?
2: Way to, <laughs> way to not answer his question.
0: Yeah. Did, did Wojo have a cookout? Where, where,
1: <laughs> no, that was, that was by far my favorite scene, hanging out with people I've known since I was 12. Way better and, than uh, Christmas with the family. Yeah. Well, no, no, I don't know <laughs> about that. <Yeah. laughs> I'm just giving a shit. But uh no, it was uh it was and I don't do that very often. It was it was who knows? I was out, I was up way way past what I could normally stand up to. I mean, you know, out.
0: And then you got mono from one of the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. So a great night for <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah, in no, Dallas. They, I
1: don't, you know, if I'm being objective, then yeah, the the Rose Bowl, I just I don't know. I just think there's more to it's. It's just more to the Lions' story. It, it, first of all, the whole state loves them. It's just a bigger yeah. story, and um, and the way they competed against a team that scored forty points a game and hadn't lost at home, and then won sixteen straight games at AT&T Stadium in, in Arlington, actually between Dallas and Fort Worth. It just it's a summer the, the, of Dallas.
0: The, I understand
1: the theater of that right, how compelling door. that is against the biggest brand in, in, in football let's be real well the cowboys are the biggest brand of football and and so to to, to have that the way it did, to come back to give themselves a chance you're like okay the lions really are you know they're they're showing something they they might be able to go on the road with a play yeah i just think um the thirty-year story. There's just a lot more going on with the Lions right now. It's a great story with Michigan. If, if Harbaugh wins a t- title, it's been a really interesting year. It's great. The Rose Bowl is a, a, it was a playoff. Beautiful, beautiful it was a playoff
2: game, game too. The it's, the, it's a
1: playoff game, but there was something about the intensity hmm. of that Lions Cowboys game, and maybe it's just partly because of the well, it's professional well, football and the skill level's better and all that, right? Yeah, you know? they were both it's the highest. Le- it's the highest level of something, so that. It's just the passion. The, the, the Cowboys fans are like college fans. Yeah. They're, they're crazy. Yeah, that's kind that, that
2: of that. The NFC East is kind of like a college division of the of the NFL, right, with the Redskins fans and the Giants. Well,
0: plus there's the just not much college football in Texas. Well,
1: I mean, they're big <laughs> teams.
0: Was, was, was just, because because he doesn't know anything about
1: historically, football. Historically, there yeah. has been. But the, cow, the and they, Cowboys. They don't really they get know, into what, high
0: school football either there. It's more of a lacrosse <laughs> state. Yeah. Right behind yeah, me. Well, no,
1: uh, no, it's just I just think uh, you know the the whole state of Michigan was was you know wanted to go after that ref, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. E- even there, I
0: there. was indifferent. That's how that's how positive. That's how unified this state is between, behind the Lions.
1: All I
2: know is uh, America won because both America's teams won the Cowboys and Michigan.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Self-declared uh, America's teams. <laughs> so, that, is that, so, no, that, that's, that, so that's, that's how I would say. Whoever asked that question, that's how I would say. Yeah, the, the Rose Whoever. Bowl is beautiful. And it's, it There's only
0: two of us. I think kind of, <laughs> he needs to go. Yeah. Great,
1: uh, great, great, great <laughs> theater in the Rose Bowl, but it's just the way that Cowboys in and the, the way the Lions yeah. lost, the, the reaction, the way the Lions fans in this, they're so invested. Yeah, I mean they've always been invested. It's always been an incredible fan base, but and now we have a,
2: a playoff <laughs> home playoff game coming. Uh, you
1: know the final. Are game. You you imagine what Ford feels going to be like? No, weeks, or,
2: no, it's going to be nuts.
1: Uh, it is. I mean, it will be. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, the downtown Detroit. The way downtown Detroit's going to feel that day in the lead up, and but, you know, especially if it's a night game, yeah, which it, it, it may well be, because the, right now they're on track to play. the this, the Rams with Matthew Stafford yeah. and, the, of course, that narrative is going to be juicy for the, the rest of the country Yep, because the lines are becoming must-watch TV.
0: Yep. They uh they do keep you on the edge of your seat. Well, Sean, uh, we want to let you get uh, your entertainment out of there before they, they start charging for another day. Um, we'll be very curious to see what you find in the back of your conveyance when you get back, and we hope that you get some DayQuil because you sound like a man who needs some rest. And I maybe, do. Maybe My command some...
1: was locked up in downtown LA last night, so I had to. Uh, it was the end of a long. Was it day.
0: seized? Was this a, was this a forfeiture? Well, wait. Don't no, answer that. It, Tell it, people I next week.
1: In, I parked in a on ML. I, I, w-
0: okay, I went to, to the, the
1: media the hotel to finish the second column, and uh, and uh, <laughs> I parked in a really sketchy garage. It was close <laughs> to it, and I. And I saw the twenty four hour sign. I didn't look at the fine print. It was only on Friday and Saturday, not Sunday. So I, I filed a column, and I'm walking out at like one o'clock in the morning, and all the you know, the garage doors, it's all gated and sealed and shut. And there's locks, and there's nobody to call. And I thought, oh, okay, well that sucks. My rental car's in there, but uh, that's all right. So I just <laughs> I just had to take an Uber.
0: Okay. Well, when you get that rental car black back, you may want to take a black light to it just to make
1: yeah, sure. Yeah. So, so who knows what's going to be in the car this time?
0: Uh, just another reason to come back next week. So, who
1: or what's going to be in the car? You know? yeah.
0: Well, Sean, uh, get some rest and uh, safe Thank travels.
1: All right, Thanks, bro. guys. Always a pleasure.
0: Talk to you <laughs> right. Oh, man, the geeks have inherited the earth. I do that? What a dork. is him wanting to play with us again mean that he's into a geek, or we're turning into cool guys? I may not know much about football, but everything <laughs> well, else—really burned, is not it? Everything else, I see very. I- I'm telling you, some somewhere there's a yellow jacket waiting for me on the north side of Chicago. But uh, <laughs> but I think I think they're waiting for me to actually retire. I'm like I'm like Yarmir Yager. I just keep playing, so my eligibility clock never starts. But one thing I do see clearly is. Everything, because 15 years ago, I got LASIK surgery and I still have amazing 20 to 15 far vision, which is better than the definition of perfect. So 2020 is perfect vision. 2015 means you can see better than you were born with. This has changed my life. I used to wear contacts, and I I would get cysts on my eyelids. And I was one of these guys who was really meticulous about keeping my contacts clean. I didn't sleep in them. I used those enzymatic tablets, if you remember when they had all those. Dude,
2: same boat, man. Yeah,
0: spent tons of money on saline solution, everything. I would still get these eye infections. I played tons of sports. I was getting sick of the contacts. So I finally got LASIK, and it's been a game changer for me. Dr. Yaldo can hook you up with custom LASIK and it's better now than it was when I had it done. You know, I was in my fifties and I'm now in my mid fifties and I'm starting to notice that my near vision is going. I need reading glasses and that's really a hassle because that's what happens with the natural aging of your eyes. And that can be frustrating. I keep glasses in every room, even though I can see down the street like nobody's business. Reading the paper can get tricky and I still do read the paper. But Dr. Yaldo can help you with that too. With bifocal implants, these are lenses that are a revelation. They give you precise vision up close and far away that won't change for the rest of your life. You'll see the small stuff on your phone again. And for the rest of your life, no new prescriptions, no new glasses, no contacts, and no reading glasses. You can throw them all in the trash. It's a life-changing procedure, and you can get a free evaluation and let Dr. Yaldo explain it. Demonstrate it, and starting this year and for the rest of your life, you'll see more clearly than you ever have. To find out more, go to 800 308 Eyes, that's E Y E S 308 Eyes, or go to Yaldo Eye Center. Dot com. We'll have a link to Dr. Yaldo's website on our website, which is mlsoulofdetroit.com. And please, if you go to Dr. Yaldo, let him know that ML sent you. It's very important for our sponsors to know that you are coming to them because you heard about it here. So please let Dr. Yaldo know. We love having him back on the show. And of course, we're grateful that Luke Nowaki is still with us as well, because if you're planning for your future, if you want to see the future a little more clearly, find somebody who has 2015 vision when it comes to planning for your finances.
2: Oh, wow. What a, what a great segue. Ah,
0: uh, we, we, I can see clearly now the Sean is gone.
2: <laughs> well, you know, it is 2024 now. So happy new year. And if you're one of those people that was always saying, you know what, next year, next year, I'm going to worry about my finances. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with, um, investing and in, in equities and bonds. I'm going to deal with it next year. Well, next year is here. So get your head up, be prepared. If you want some help managing your assets, we recommend Luke Nowacki and Zach at Pinnacle Wealth Management. Uh give him a free call at two four well of course the call's free, but for a free consultation, two four eight six six three forty seven four eight. Talk to him and find out. Hey, what uh where should I put my money? What should I do? He'll consult you and then uh maybe take it from there. But give him a call, two four eight, six six three forty seven forty eight. Cause when you call Luke and Zach.
0: They'll make it all about you, sweetheart. Securities and investment advisory services offer through Bonaic Wealth. Sync member F-I-N-R-A S-I-P C Bonaic Wealth. Sync separately owned and other entities and/or marketing names. Products or services referenced here are independent Bonaic Wells. Boy, I had a lot of candidates for Geek of the Week, and I was gonna start with Jimmy Johnson, who is a mm. broadcast professional. Yeah. But his speech was so salty that Other broadcast professionals dropped the audio on it. I don't know if anybody else caught that. I did
2: not know that. No. Oh yeah.
0: He was, I think he was basically saying F you to the whole world who doubted the boys back in the day. And so they, they just, they cut the audio on him. And then, yeah, I, I'd, I'd be, I'd, I'm tempted to criticize Jimmy Johnson for saying he made the speech all about him, but he was the one who was being honored. So yeah. I guess and it being was honored
2: way too late, by the way. And the guy's already in the pro football hall of
0: fame. Uh, you could see Jerry Jones too. He's like, that's why I fired this guy. He's taking yeah. my spotlight yeah. again, you know, and you got it. And that was, that was kind of ridiculous. But so Jimmy, no, you don't get it. And I, I thought about the refs in that game, just a monumental gaffe, which they're refusing to acknowledge And which is obvious to everyone, but no, no, I'm, I'm not going to name the refs because that one's too easy. This one may be too easy as well, but I'm going to name the lions ownership and management as our geek of the week, because for years, for years, they've broken season ticket holders hearts by putting a sub standard product on the field. And shortly after putting a team on the field that you can feel good about, that feel like you're getting your money's worth out of these guys, they jack the prices up through the roof. So all these regular folks who've been digging deep to hold onto their seats, waiting, waiting for this team to be worth paying for, they now are contemplating the hard decision of saying, I'm either going to have to give up these seats now that I've got what I've waited for, or I'm going to have to give up something else so I can continue to watch this team. So the Lions, ownership, you stopped breaking our hearts on the field. And now you're breaking hearts at the bank. So great job putting that team together. But this is no way to treat a loyal fan base. You are my Geek of the Week. Geek.
1: 609, la, 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 la And you can dance together all night you've got the time.
0: So this is the day in which those of us who have been skeptical and critical of Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines have to humble ourselves, or as Mayor Kilpatrick would say, humble ourselves <laughs> before the great big blue and not yellow, but maize throne. And so I, I am going to try and be a man about this and acknowledge that when it comes to college football in the state of Michigan in 2024. Jim Harbaugh can say with pride, I am the man. Pretty soon now, you know I'm gonna make a, like the and the in the trees, a show I'll speak to the masses of the media. My good one's Well what if you back good what we almost could be Skateboards, fun skateboards i have almost made them respect to It's not all about Harbaugh, you know that. Uh, it sure seems like it is. It well, sure I mean, seems he's like the, it is. He's the figurehead, but but that's okay. In college football, I do think the coach is a uh, should be the lightning rod, should be the one that takes all the heat, mm-hmm. and uh, and tries to tries to keep the focus off the guys, just because when that light gets concentrated on him, it can turn into a laser beam, and then. Easier when you're winning You need to pick your next Witticism carefully Mr. Bond When that happens But um, Yeah So that's uh, That's Joe Jackson I'm the man uh, Suggested by one of our listeners As you know In 2024 We're expanding Room 7609 To listen to Music Deep cuts And maybe some obscure bands That you love That are not Necessarily new way But I want to tell you If you're going to Suggest something for us Give us a story too Because to me The music is great But the best part is the story that goes with us. So we'll be loving your suggestions, but tell us why you sent it to us and tell us a little something about that act so that we have more than just the music, we have something to take with us and think about when the last note has faded. Uh, We want to thank our donors. This is before our Patreon started. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com, look for ML Soul of Detroit. You can sign up at several different levels. There are benefits at each level. And if you go to our top level, you get every single benefit. So the way it works is you sign up, and if you're at the lowest level, you get a benefit. And you can look at and see what that is on Patreon. If you sign up for the next level, you get that benefit, plus everything below it. So you never get less. You always get more. But these are folks who gave their money, just expecting us to come back every week. And, of course, Bryant has been uh, someone who supported us for a long time. He says, another great episode. It was great to hear from Erica on how she's doing as she's missed. From Fox Two, and I think that's absolutely true. And I think you know why she's missed because she really, she really gave our show uh, a great boost of energy, insights, and uh, and she just she's an interesting person and a real a real sweetheart. Uh, and I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I mean just someone who's very kind, very thoughtful, and a lot of fun, a good colleague, and boy, I'll tell it's you good, what,
2: man, yeah, yeah
0: she's she's she is great in this medium yep. uh so wherever she goes that's uh that's where that's where she's going to succeed so um we also have another donation here and yes i'm stalling because it comes from dj weiser <laughs> uh dj had a message for us and i am i'm failing horribly in finding that message so uh sure it was positive it was very positive was it really yeah no no he says he says, oh, he's, he's the guy catching up on all the yes. old shows, right? He yeah, says, I love hello this dude. crew, thanks for putting on a great show. Since Room 7609 is changing, I want to throw two songs at you, Van Halen uh, couple, Done. and, uh, and? Uh, let's see, Crossing Over, it was on the B-side of Can't Stop Loving You, and Toaster Talk is Cheap. Hmm. So we'll have to look I don't those know that up.
2: that one, okay? Yeah.
0: yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, last time I heard Van Halen, I was in my boxing class and we were doing this one particular exercise. And every time they said jump, you had to do jumping jacks. And let me tell you, I didn't realize how many times they said, <laughs> "Go ahead and jump," until I was about All you have to, to do
2: is watch that terrible video.
0: Fall on the ground. It's, it's,
2: it's like the only Van Halen, David Lee Ross song I don't like is "Jump." Uh,
0: Panama. I love that band. Oh uh, yeah, not a big, not a big fan. But really, uh, no. Oh sorry. my god,
2: yeah, yeah. Hot a Teacher, Unchained.
0: Yeah, no. It's, oh. it's, somehow their genius to rock out. Their genius eluded me. I was more on uh, heavier metal when they were big. Okay. I considered them more of a hair band. Although I must say, David Lee Roth may be one of the most entertaining frontmen in all yeah, of rock and roll history. Pretty ridiculous. But back then, I was more of a Who guy, more Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, that sort right. of thing. I didn't even like God, Def Leppard; like I thought they in. were kind of soft. But, uh, really? Wow. Yeah, Joe. I mean, come on, the feathered hair—that's it, man. That's <laughs> it. Um, so, uh, so uh, DJ Weiser also says thanks finally for humoring me when I caught up on a podcast. I started from March seventh, twenty twenty-first, and ended at September sixth, twenty twenty-two. Now he's current. Mark, oh, stop wow. making Sean an ML fight. We need more Erickson on the show. I hope you can get Mr. Stevenson back on. He's the Motown Records. Uh, that was a good
2: dude. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: the a guy who signed Stevie Wonder. If you didn't hear that episode, go back and check some of these old episodes like DJ Weiser did. There's some great stuff there, and it'll help you kill a lot of time in the best possible way. He says, thanks from your dude, Bill, a.k.a. DJ Weiser. Uh, a little bit of feedback. Um David says, in case you haven't already discussed it, I would love to hear from Sean about what it was like to talk to and be in front of Dan Campbell in the immediate aftermath of Saturday's theft. Go Lions, go Blue. You did hear from Sean, and it sounds like it was pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Uh, David also said that uh, he really appreciated the show in which We talked about L.A. Confidential and Johnny Stompanato and, and Lana Turner. Oh, yeah. He says there's a soon-to-be-released book from an author he regularly reads covering the couple's relationship, Johnny Stompanato's death, and the trial it's called A Murder in Hollywood. So uh, check that one out if you... If you f- Cotton, some, uh, some good old reading. Um, boy, and Michelle weighs in. We talked a little bit about what does it matter? Mark's like, hey, they're in the playoffs. They got a home game and all that other stuff. Well, Michelle brings up a very dollars and cents point on that. What would an extra January home game be worth to the franchise and local Detroit economy? Presumably tens of millions of dollars that they lost with that ref's blunder. No doubt. It seems like everyone is scared to hammer this home because the NFL threw Detroit a bone with the upcoming draft. Games seem fixed to me, and everybody we watched it with agrees. They also didn't call a blatant offensive hold on that 95-yard cowboy TD. Why does the media from TV to local news to print all pretend max-fixing can't or doesn't happen, especially since this is Detroit, where we've witnessed firsthand corruption at the highest level of government, Judicial bench, healthcare, and academia. It's like media personalities are scared to even mention the mere potential of rigging or match-fixing,
2: I I can understand how someone feels that way, but I got to say, I don't think the NFL would be in the business to screw over a franchise that is one of their biggest advertisers in Ford. I mean, make make no mistake about it. That's why they got two Super Bowls was because the Ford family owns the team and are massive advertisers.
0: Well, people want to give credit to uh, Kwame Kilpatrick for the Super Well, actually, Kwame Kilpatrick wants to take credit for the Super Bowl. That was decided years before yeah. he took office. And people want to. But a big
2: part of that was because William Clay Ford, and I know he's not the most popular guy here,
0: lobbied for it
2: because of who, who the family is. Sure. And well, the, everything Ford has done, you know, advertising wise for the NFL. I, I think it'd be a lot harder to fix games than people think it is. You know, look at how they busted JMO with uh, the geofencing and gambling. I mean, you're tell me they don't do the same for officials.
0: Yeah, and if there's if there's one thing, if there's one team that they might tank a game for, I could see it being Dallas, but with all eyes on them, and I, I wonder with the referees. Well, I mean, the,
2: pr- the problem is, it's good f- it's good for the NFL when Dallas is winning. Sure, period, without a doubt. Sure,
0: and so if- that's
2: why I would feel that way. I just I, I think it's a lot harder to do than than people think.
0: Well, I I don't think there's anybody not saying it because they're worried about ramifications on their career. If you work for the local media and you want to argue that the home team got jobbed, nobody's going to come after you for that. In fact, I think there are people who may come after you for not rallying for the home 11. But, but yeah, that's – boy, I'll tell you what. If you're going to fix a game
2: (sighs) – I do think home teams get – more calls just by the nature, just human nature. You're in that kind of almost, um, you know, in a con- kind of a confirmation bias where you have this whole crowd that is rooting for one side. I think that's, I mean, an official might see things differently. And, yeah, nobody's without bias. But, yeah, you know, the the thing that pisses me off about the whole situation we talked about it is the fact that he can't ma- admit he made a mistake.
0: Well, Plain that's, and simple. That's the other thing. This was obvious. Mm-hmm. And to not own it is... Is problematic and for not, the Not even
2: that night, but today, today to come out and go, Yeah, I screwed up. Sorry. Because
0: nothing's gonna change the outcome of that. Well, and and he can just say I misheard him, I got confused, I thought he said this, I thought he said that. It's and,
2: and that whole officiating crew has been downgraded now and will not officiate any playoff
0: games. So they lose money on that call. The other thing is the NFL You know, we see this in college where they'll send a letter of apology and they'll say, hey. Which means
2: nothing, but yeah. But
0: at least it's acknowledging that that there was a mistake. And I I think it goes back to what you said earlier in the show is with the NFL, they have to be infallible. They can't make a mistake and they make mistakes all the time. And when you make mistakes all the time that are so obvious to everybody, I think you undermine confidence by not admitting to what we all know and pretend to be infallible, that's where you undermine confidence when you're like, we never make a mistake. We're like, dude, you just did. Yeah. So next time you tell us you didn't make a mistake, we got to assume that it's another lie.
2: That's the NFL way, though. They never make mistakes. The Shield doesn't make mistakes. No. Well,
0: being, being, uh, being the biggest money-making uh, racket in all of pro sports means never having to say you're sorry, even to one of your biggest sponsors. And are you surprised that, that Sheila Ford Hamp hasn't said anything yeah. yet?
2: Yeah. I mean, it would go a long way for her to just make some kind of comment and and say, yeah, uh, we were screwed. But, you know, maybe there's ramifications for her as being an owner.
0: Do you think that now I I think when when we
2: do you think that would have stopped Jerry Jones if it was the other way around? No, he wouldn't be out there right now
0: making comments. I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones was calling down to the field and saying 68 was ineligible. Yeah, I mean, right. I don't think he was waiting for the final gun before you know he what, would though? complain. I
2: do you recall? And maybe maybe it's just you know seeing things through uh, Honolulu blue and silver glasses. But I don't recall anybody on Dallas going, "Hey, you said that guy reported, not that guy." Like McCarthy wasn't doing it. None of the players were. I, I was that I, that really kind of stood out to me. It's like, well, nobody. You know, either way they would have made a mistake. If he didn't um if they didn't call the flag, you'd probably hear Dallas bitching about it, saying, He told us number seventy skipper was eligible and not sixty-eight.
0: Yeah, and and that'd be a fair complaint. I mean, how well, can you blame a, them for without a
2: doubt taking the ref at his word? But
0: immediately
2: nobody did that. And the Lions, when the flag was thrown, were like, No, we at we now we told you before the game. We told you you he, he reported appropriately. It's just it's one of those things that's going to go down in Lions lore, just like Calvin's not completing the process of the catch. Sure, sure. I, it's you know it's just one more thing or the pass interference call against uh, Pettigrew that wasn't called. Remember when that we played the uh, game down in Dallas, twenty fifteen,
0: I think. I think I was at an airport when that happened. That was the one where, where uh, Stafford finally showed a little bit of fire and was caught on the side on the mic saying something to the refs like, Oh, come on, man, you know that's a bad call. I mean, it was like, ooh, yeah. I it's
2: think it's really we're, tearing him up. I think where we are today with that game is I want the NFL to make another statement or somebody in the NFL to just admit that, yeah, that old man, you know, referees are old
0: and they're not full time and they screw up. So they there was a few seconds left on the clock and I wonder if that's why Dallas wasn't jumping up and down cuz they're thinking okay what do we do when we get the ball back but if that was the last play of the game is it unreasonable would it would it have been unreasonable to expect the NFL to make an announcement and say you know what that game ended with a wrong call there's no time left there's no chance for the other team to come back with some time on the clock so we are awarding the victory oh, to the know. Detroit Lions, yeah. but is that an unreasonable thing to expect if that was the final play of the game?
2: Yeah, but you don't want. Do you want to set that precedence? Oh, if it was the very final. The game? V- that's no what time? I
0: mean. Is there was enough time for somebody to run back a kick or to throw a hail mary or do you know the uh, the Memphis miracle? God, that's but, tough,
2: man. I, yeah,
0: but if it's all about yeah, we I, have replay and we have everything so that we don't miss yeah, a call. If The and idea you miss is to call, get it
2: right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, to me... Once again, then the argument would have been been from Dallas going, you told us that guy reported.
0: Right, right, right. So, So, yeah, no, you're right. There's a lot of wrinkles. Either way, a team is going to have a beef. Yeah, it's... uh, God, what a sports weekend. It's like Sean's forehead when you mention anything in French. It's just a (laughs) lot of wrinkles, and it don't get any better. So, this is the new year. We appreciate you coming back. We had a great holiday. We hope you did, too. I think nobody had a better holiday than mark did and he's looking forward to a big big uh, second weekend of the year next year going down to houston where are you staying i have no
2: idea where i'm staying my buddy booked the uh hotel and uh when michigan was down 20 to 13 he sent me a text that said i'm upgrading to a suite for good luck and i said okay cool and the second that clock ended i'm like where's this suite let's go
0: but you've already uh, got your tickets, so you had uh, Well,
2: you don't... I mean, when you buy them from the university, of course, they drag the process out. I don't think you can find out. I don't think you find out till Thursday night where your tickets are at. But uh, the credit card's been charged, I
0: can tell you that much. But you have tickets. Lights are booked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you just don't know where you're sitting, but you're going
2: well to... I have a general idea based on the face value, which, oh my God, have you seen some of the prices for
0: this game? I have no idea what they are.
2: Nine grand? It kind of makes me want to sell it. For one ticket? Yeah, but I mean, come on, these are initial... Resale tickets—that price will, that'll come down. That'll that'll. Oh, you're not talking fluctuate. about face
0: value. You're talking. No, about, I'm talking oh, about resale, secondary market. Okay, yeah. mm-hmm.
2: okay. Jeez. I got to pay nine grand for a ticket. Uh, maybe n-
0: nobody in their right mind would, but maybe. But this is this Once is a This may be your twice last the, chance twice to in a go. Lifetime. Yeah, because. A lot of these guys are graduating. Uh... Well, did I ever tell you the story of how I got boned over by Delta in
2: 1997, 98 for that Rose Bowl, the championship Rose Bowl? No. I had to take it to that game. And I was flying out on New Year's Eve. And I was going to land and then go directly to the game, stay one night and fly back. And the flight was delayed because of mechanical issues over and over and over. Spent, spent New Year's Eve in the uh, airport at DTW. They kept delaying the flight and finally just canceled it. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to make this game. This is ridiculous. So, all because of Delta. I missed the uh, 97, so this is payback. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: Do you think Charles White's death had anything to do with Michigan finally succeeding in the no. Rose Bowl? Was that a curse No, that's, that's a cheap been lifted? Shot.
2: Don't do that to Charles. No. And the infamous fumble.
0: It was a fumble. It totally
2: was a fumble. It Replay would have
0: proved that. I know. It was a fumble.
2: I remember growing up as a kid cuz I would that was 1980, 81.
0: Uh, maybe 79. It was, it was, it was, remember in
2: Chrysler. So I would have been really young, but remember Chrysler was really dark. And in the concourse, they had all those like display cases. Mm-hmm. They had one for that game and they had a giant picture blown up with the ball circled, you know, just showing that it was a fumble. And I was like, "Jeez, oh, it's really interesting. <laughs> but now looking back, I'm like, I can't believe they had that in the trophy case.
0: Oh, I can, I can believe it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So okay, so Mark is looking forward to a trip to Houston. Uh, we'll have to figure out how we're going to do the show next week. There's so we got, a little, we'll we got a little work to do, but we will be here next week. We hope you'll be with us. Please check out our Patreon and please call Doctor Yaldo and uh, and Luke Nowaki for some help uh, with making this year the best you've ever had, and every year from here on out even better. Uh, Sean will be back uh, probably remotely because I think he'll probably be on the road. He'll as be well. down there. So it'll just be little old me holding down Aww. the studio. Well, bring Eric in. Oh, yeah, maybe we will. That's, uh, I have to see if she got that tattoo. It was, <laughs> seemed to me there was, a, there was a, a, an oral contract there. And don't take that the wrong way. Um, so we will see you next week. Until then, we turn to our friend Cyrus to, for the first time in 2024, take us out. Can you dig that? Can you dig it? <laughs> Can you dig it? One man, three sermons here.
1: In a world where a man's word is his bond.
0: I'm not a machine. I can't, I can't just perform at the drop of a hat. Since when?
1: Where honor and sacrifice rule the day. Oh! One man stands alone. God, what kind of perfume is that? You are driving me crazy! It's a dryer sheet! Calm down! His name is Jim Harbaugh. I'm writing commando right now. According to Jim Harbaugh. Every week, only on ABC.